Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Tantric Lounge. I'm here with my co-host, Xavier Watercane. Hello, Xavier. Yes, although I am here in spirit only. Well, you are not next to me. You're not actually physically here. You're far away with that other woman again. Yes, with that other woman. Yes. Um, And today we have a very exciting show. I think it's exciting because we don't have a um, human sex geek today. We actually have seven sex goddesses. Yes, we are going to be meeting the seven goddesses of sex now. Mm. Most of us haven't even met one and we're going to get seven (laughs) in this hour. Mm. So, and that's because Jacqueline has that's published. Because, yes, I've just released my new book, which is called The Seven Sex Goddesses, Sexual Reawakening for Today's Woman. And the seven sex goddesses are what? They, they represent sort of psychic manifestations of female femininity and female sexuality. Um, and so what I've done is I've kind of like personified them into goddesses in a very modern way because I wanted it to be accessible to modern women. I think a lot of the goddess concepts are are quite powerful, but they tend to have like foreign or ancient kind of names and so forth, which I think can be a bit, um, cause it a little bit to be a little bit distant for women. So what I've done is I've created a, a sort of a more modern, more contemporary approach to, um, to the goddesses and allowing women to tap into them and embody them, feel them, access what's already inside them and then be able to express themselves in a really full and complete way. That's a very important point, though, that we have to yep. make about these goddesses is that mm. they're not things that are outside of you. They're no. the goddesses within. They're yes. seven different expressions of potential that exist in all women and, in fact, in all men as well because men have mm. their sex gods. They do, uh, yes. We're not going to be talking about the sex gods so much today, but we'll, but certainly for the women listening out there, they'll they'll be aware that we're not talking about drawing something from outside of you. We're talking Mm. about awakening things and sexual potentials and sexual energies that are already inside you. Yes, it's within. This is not role-playing. Absolutely. This is tapping into who you really are and learning to being able to express your truth. So before we get into women expressing their own inner truth through these wonderful seven sex goddesses, what else is happening on Planet Jacqueline? Oh, well, there's lots going on at the moment. I mean, it's really exciting. I invite everyone to have a look at my website because it's been revamped. It's got a whole new look um, and I'm really excited about that. It's, it's fabulous. So and, of that, course, we have the new book. Well, the, the book, which is what we're going to be talking about all day today. And we also have the, the button, the famous button, yes. The, yes, front, the, the back end, the front end button. No, it's the front end <laughs> button because your back end's been fixed button where people have the opportunity if they want to make this show continue to be mm. the wonderful independent thing that it is. Dropping strong hints there, people. Visit JacquelineHellier.com <laughs> and find the donate and support this program button and on the radio show it. on yes. the radio show page yes yes and it just goes to paypal and you can contribute as little or as much as you like and certainly if all the people who subscribe to this show contributed you know even just a few few dollars that would make that would enable us to you know be able to keep the show going because it is a little bit costly mm. The also, um, we have the final interview today that you're running mm-hmm. off to just after we finish this program about um, yes. your 30 nights of Nookie with Durex. Yes, yes. So we've had, um, so that's the 30 nights of Nookie program, which I've talked about before. And we've had a celebrity couple who started it in advance. Um, so I've been interviewing them each week to see how they're going and to prep them for the, the next week. And those those videos can be seen on the 30 Nights of Nookie website. So they've finished it now. So today I'm going to be going over there to, to have a chat with them and see how it all went. And, and they so- can give us a blow-by-blow blow description, so to speak. <laughs> Very funny. So, yes. So, so far they've, they've been really good. They've, they've been liking lots of it. They've been quite honest about the challenges they've had. And, yeah, so I'm actually really excited to meet them today and see where they're at at the end. So and that final interview will be available when? In a few days' time. I don't yeah, I guess so. Yeah, the film people need to 
put it together and, uh, and load it. But all the other videos are on there if people want to have a look at me talking about 30 Nights of Nookie and chatting to the celebrity couple. The mm. other thing we'd like to add, if you're a fan of this program and for Jacqueline's stuff in general, um, mm. you've got nearly 1,000 followers on Facebook. We'd like to get <laughs> yeah. to 1,000. So if somebody wants to go to Jacqueline's Facebook page, where I assume is just Jacqueline Hellier. Jacqueline Hellier, yes. At Facebook, and they can just like the page. I don't yes. know what people get when you get to, oh, no, well, followers. When you get to 1,000 followers, I'm sure something magical happens in Facebook land, but I don't know what that's like. I don't know. I've got thousands of followers on everything else on Twitter and on my newsletter and, and on the show and stuff. So I figure some of those people can go on Facebook. I don't know why. I just kind of like Facebook. Yes, and you'd, like, and you'd like to get to I like to the visuals. Thousand. You'd like to get like to the, the visuals. Thousands. Yeah, I don't and, know why. It's and we also in, we're also inviting people to uh, sign up for the newsletter. Because oh, yes. There's plenty of good information in the newsletter and it's free. Oh, yeah, of course it's free. Most of what I do is free, actually, um, which is why I'm asking people to contribute a little bit to some of these free things because um, a lot of energy and effort and time goes into providing all of these free resources for people. Um, so, yes, yeah, so the newsletter, every month I send out a newsletter which summarises everything that's been going on, all of my blogs, my radio shows, my media appearances, what new, what retreats are coming up what new products have been launched and there's usually some kind of inspirational kind of article as well. So, so if people yeah. sign up for the newsletter, they go to the bottom of each page on your um, website. website. It's, it's the footer of each page and says sign up for newsletter and just yes. press yet another one of Jacqueline's buttons. <laughs> okay, Lots of buttons on my website. Everyone who goes to my website goes, my God, there's so much stuff here. Well, it, there's a there's a wealth of information to be had so that everybody can improve their sex lives in any way, their lives in general. Mm. Let's get on to the sex goddesses now because we've got quite a lot to cover and uh, we're going to run Do out it. of time if we don't talk about them all in yes. some detail. Mm. Tell us about the goddesses. <laughs> Where to begin? Where to begin with the goddesses? Well, there are seven, aren't there? What, yes. are, what are their names? Okay, so there's the lady. The Amazon, the board, the Madonna, the seductress, the maestra, and the earth gypsy. And they also have a flip side, which we're not going to talk into too much detail, but, it, but we will talk about them that sometimes if the goddess isn't, like, working mm. properly through you, they can go a bit funny. Yes, I call them the succubi because the succubi were sort of the female devils of the past, demons, yes, who corrupted people. Um, so, yes, yeah, so all of these goddess energies, okay, so what they are is they're like an energetic uh, element of sexuality, all right? And the reason why these have sort of, well, they've kind of like come to me in a way um, because I realised in the work that I've been doing is that so many women limit themselves sexually, um, and a lot of that is to partly it's just lack of knowledge and understanding and some of it is lack of permission and that they don't feel that they can be allowed to express themselves in certain ways. They think it's wrong or it's bad or they don't even know that it's possible. Uh, so in developing these these goddesses, well, it first came to me because I do some pretty high-level sort of sexual energy type meditative practices, all the, all the high-level tantra stuff that I do. And I came to discover that I was feeling all these different um, sexual energies, right, that they were sort of coming through me. And, and they had like different sort of feelings and personalities and so forth. And so I started experimenting. This was around about six years ago. I started experimenting with um, working with, with my clients and my workshop participants around these. And um, over the years, I've refined them and they've become clearer and clearer. And then I, I gave each one a name. And I don't want people to get too hung up on the name that I gave them, um, I almost didn't want to give them a name because we have so much associated with, with various names. But we had but to call them something. We had to call them something. And I was also really surprised at how hard it is to find positive names for female sexuality in our society. Or positive role models because the um, yeah. for those who might be interested, the, uh, the goddesses didn't start off as goddesses. You, your first intuition was in terms of archetypes. Yes. But that was a bit too clinical, a bit too intellectual, a bit too mm. let's write an academic thesis. And I'm too much in your head. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. So the, see, because these are expressions of, of realness and so forth, I wanted women to feel, really to feel the goddesses. So that's why the book itself is is mostly stories, right? So they're mostly erotic stories so that because when you read a story, 
you don't analyse the story. When you're reading um, non-fiction, you're in your head kind of analysing it. But when you read fiction, you feel it. It's like watching a movie kind of a thing. So you're really there. So that's why this book is lots of stories of, of erotica. Um, I call it educational erotica. As far as I know, it's the first book in this genre ever written and ever produced um, because all of the stories have been written to um, illustrate concepts and to enable the reader to learn and feel and be inspired. Now, one of the things I had to think, I was thinking when, when we were going through the creation of this book, I kept thinking, mm. how do we express this? Because you make a distinction between the energy that the goddess provides and yes. the expression. Now, mm. the stories are written so yes. that people get an idea of how the goddesses express themselves in the world. Mm. So, we've got three characters, three yes. women that represent different sides of life. Tell us a little bit about each woman. Yeah, okay. So I've created three modern women. Uh, their names are Sally, Marion and Carmen. And they're, they're basically based on all these hundreds and hundreds of women that I've spoken to over the years. And so Sally's a young single woman in her late 20s. Uh, Marion is married with a couple of kids in her early 40s. And Carmen is an older woman in her late 50s who left a really long, dull marriage and has a new partner and is having the time of her life, shall we say. And so... There's a story for each woman and each goddess expression. So what you do, each of these three women actually have quite different eroticisms. Their, their sexuality is quite individual. It, it's different. So you get a sense of how a particular goddess expression can manifest in different ways. So what they actually do with that, with that feeling, with that sense of expression is quite different. So their eroticism or their erotic expression, what they actually do, is very individual. But underlying it is this kind of um, base element that I believe is common to all women. Here's, here's an analogy that I've been mm. working on in okay. my head to try to explain this to people because sometimes yeah. it's difficult to access these because it's such a new idea. Yeah. The goddesses to me are like musical genres, Mm -hmm. Right, like the lady yep. to me is classical music, mm -hmm. but yes. but if you think of yourself as an individual instrument through which a particular genre of music gets played, then you yes. get a better idea of how this is. So, for example, if the lady is classical music, mm. then Sally, who's a young woman in her twenties, she's like a piccolo. <laughs> it's bright and breezy and airy, blah blah blah. Then mm -hmm. we have then we have our um our middle aged woman whose name mm -hmm. was. Marion. Marion. Mm. And Marion is more like a guitar. Mm -hmm. So you're playing classical guitar through Marion. Mm -hmm. And our, our um, more mature lady. Carmen. Carmen. To me, she's more like a cello. Oh, yes. Yes, I thought cello. Yeah. So yeah. we've got, and, you, and the women listening to this can think of each of themselves. If you were a musical instrument, the instrument has a tonality, it has a character, it has a flavour. Mm. unique to that instrument. And you can think of yourself as, yes, I'm an instrument, but mm. what sort of music, music. will I play? Yes. And Am so I going to play, what do I feel today? Do I feel like jazz? Do I feel like classic? Do I feel like electronica? Do I feel like um, Exactly. Tango? So, so, yeah. so let's, let's, let's maintain that analogy because I think mm. it's a It's a one. nice one. It's yeah. Pity we didn't put it in the book. No, well, maybe we can just, I mean, it is a, that's, we can, we can do it as an, we can write an addendum. Mm. I mean, that's that's the beauty of modern uh, electronic media. You can do whatever mm. you like. Let's talk about. Let's introduce now um, mm. the lady as as yes. her energy. What does the lady goddess express? What do, what what's her tone? Okay, so the lady goddess is the the first one, and this is the one that's the most important, and that every woman needs to uh, tap into really to be able to express the others. All right, so. The, the main energetic expression of the lady is centeredness, okay? So the lady goddess represents um, that part of a woman who feels okay with who she is, yeah? I feel good because I am just who I am, right? We often think of sex as being something that you do, but in essence, it's actually something who you are. So the lady is the goddess of sex as being, 
right? Which is why I equate it to classical music because if you can mm-hmm. if you can do classical music, which is so technically demanding, yes. you could do anything. But that mm. doesn't mean that it has to be staid or boring. It's just the 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 main character of the lady is centeredness. Well, she is, and she's got that lovely balance of yin and yang that I've talked about on other radio shows. Um, you know, she's got that lovely yin on the inside. Um, sorry, yang on the inside, yin on the outside. Lovely balance. Feels very. Um, you know, centered in herself, she's okay, and it lacks. She doesn't have that neediness, or she doesn't need to be in a relationship. She's in relationship because it's it's a good thing, and it enhances her life. Um, and yeah, it's it's the, the, la- the ladies. Of, the, the, of the ladies have found. She's a foundation, yeah. isn't she? She's a foundation, she's a foundation. for yes. for every other expression of sexuality. Because if a woman doesn't feel good within herself, mm. she's always going to seek. If she doesn't, if she's not self-validating, she will always yes. seek validation through other people or yes. other relationships. Am I okay? Mm. Am I okay? Am I okay? The lady mm. is about being okay. Absolutely, yeah. And and she's got a sense of of um, pace and boundaries. She doesn't rush into things. She doesn't agree to things that she doesn't want to, or or, or not do things that she wants to out of you know fear or what what's the other person going to think. She's just happy being who she is. Yeah. Um, mm. So and if and if the lady goes a bit skewy, what happens? Oh, look, the lady can um, she can get a little bit. Um, what do you call it? Um, ice queenish, a little bit. A bit too remote. I'm so special. No well, one can yeah, touch me. Yeah, yeah. She can look if she if a woman gets to this sense of confidence and stuff, and it starts getting into her head. She can get a bit ego egoistic about it. She can start manipulating people, be, you know, what I call the manipulative bitch. That's not a good thing to do. Um, but in so, her highest expression, the lady is a very calm, together, I'm yes. okay. And, yes, yeah. And, then, and because and, I'm okay, mm. I can feel free to explore all the other expressions of all myself. All the others, yes. And so yes. how does a woman get to that sense of, uh, uh, that sense of invoking <laughs> the lady? How does she do that? Well, I do have some, uh, some ways in the book about how you can embody the lady. They're sort of like guided meditations. And I also do have the um, recordings, which you can download as well. And the, and the, and the stories, of, of course, and illustrate. And the stories how yes. the lady gets expressed. Yes, and so there's a beautiful story. In fact, there's actually three lady goddesses <laughs> represented. There's three generations of um, of women in um, French aristocracy who are at a ball and they're talking and through that story you get a sense of how the how the lady manifests and it's really nice because it is that three generations um, which we also get later on in the book with our modern our modern characters. Um, and it's it's a beautiful story. Uh and we'll and and we'll and we'll look at all of these things a little bit more detail after the break. But um, we just mm. need to just just let people think about that. Let let the, sit with that. Think about the idea that the lady is that sense of okayness, and however you get to okayness, that's that's the found, firm foundation for everything else. Yes, absolutely. And we'll be back shortly. <laughs> You are listening to The Tantric Lounge with Jacqueline Hellyer. Call into the program toll-free in North America at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send us an email to questions at thetantriclounge.com. Now, let's get back to The Tantric Lounge. And we're talking today about the sex goddesses, seven of which there are, at least in Jacqueline's latest book, Seven Sex Goddesses, uh, which if you want to buy it, you can go to Jacqueline's website. Yes. It's really easy. Mm. Go to the shop and go to Seven Sex Goddesses. Mm. So let's talk a little bit more about the next one. Now, the Amazon. Now, if the lady was uh, classical music, to me, the Amazon's a bit rock and rollish. Yeah, it's a bit, bit more full on. Yeah. So tell us well, about. It doesn't have to be. No, it doesn't have well, to be. Well, okay. So the Amazon is about engagement. Okay. So the first goddess is about being centered and, you know, feel, feeling confident in yourself. So once you've got that, then you need to actually encounter another person. Mm. And you want to be able to encounter that person as an equal. And that's what the Amazon is all about. She, mm. she tests her partner. That's her big thing, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. Like not not rushing in, not running away, um, not feeling that there's something she should or shouldn't do. It's just like, okay, um, this is who I am. Who are you? <laughs> right? The, God, the goddess is a, the, the God, the, having already established a firm foundation in the lady, mm. the next step in a woman's um, goddess invocation is the, the Amazon is an energy that gives a woman permission to be selective. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And this is whether we're talking about a whole new relationship or whether we're talking about um, a sexual encounter within a, a steady relationship or, in fact, at any time. I mean, even though these goddesses, I've, I've said are sex goddesses, they're actually life goddesses. They're actually goddesses of, of being a woman. Well, that's woman the whole tantric just, approach, isn't it? The idea well, it that is, sex yes. isn't in a box. It's no. whatever sexual energy you use or whatever life force energy you use, you bring mm. it into your normal life. So yep. for the women listening out there, one, if you invoke the Amazon, you embody this this sense of, I already know who I am. I need to know mm. who you are and I need to know whether you pass the tests. I need to know whether you are the person who I want to be with in this moment and at this time. Mm. And mm. you can apply that not only, to, as you said, not only to a sexual situation but any situation. Yes. And some people say to me, oh, but isn't that manipulative to test someone or that's playing games? And I'm like, no, it's not in a game-playing way. And that's why I've given her the, the name The Amazon which is the female warrior, because I have a background in the martial arts, so I understand the whole code of the warrior very well. And it's not bloodlust fighting. It's not an urge to conquer and beat someone else. It's actually about engagement. And in all of the warrior codes, or many, many cultures have had warrior codes, it was very much, you know, like two people would meet each other and they'd kind of just check to see that they were worthy equals, worthy opponents. Was, is that other person worthy of me to engage with? It's a, it's a little bit like it, it's saying that this is manipulative. It's almost mm. like saying pre-selection for an athletic trial is, is manipulative. <laughs> it's, yeah. that, it just doesn't apply. You have yeah. various leagues of sport. Are you, mm -hmm. are you at what, whatever level you're in, you want to be playing with people who are more or less at the same level that you're at. Mm, wherever absolutely. That might be. You don't mm. want to be playing with people who play really rough if you're not a rough player and you don't yep. want people to be sort of very gentle if they're a gentle player. Mm. You need to know who you are, which is what the lady's about. I need yes. to know who I am first mm. and then you need to go on to the next level of, yes. okay, now I need to know who you are. Yes. So I'm just, pre -select I'm just selecting you for whether or not you're in my league. Yes, and part of that can be about, you know, being clear about boundaries um, safety, what's okay, what's not okay, um, and being able to to express that and negotiate that. And I'm not saying that this has to be like deep and meaningful or anything. You know, it can be quite quite subtle, but it's about just knowing that it's okay and to to be strong, to meet your partner as an equal, that you don't have to succumb to his or or her desires. You know, you don't have to run away. You don't have to try and mind read. You don't have to try and get it right. It's just like, well, this is me. This is you. So how are we going to work with this? Hmm. It's like a dance. <laughs> the Amazon has a reputation for being a little bit serious, but I think it, it's important that at this level you are yep. serious because, you need, because mm. you're trying to also protect yourself. You're also trying to protect yes. yourself. And because sexuality is confronting but it's also a uh, very it's a space where you can be very vulnerable mm -hmm. and if you don't do the right pre-selection you're going to get partners who will diminish you rather yes. than enhance you yes and yes. nobody wants to be diminished in any way from a sexual encounter or from any other encounter in life and it's not even necessarily um, a situation where people can be um purposely trying to diminish you it could just simply mean that if there's an incompatible energy it's yes. not going to work as well yeah, absolutely. And often if um, one person presents with a, with a weak energy or a needy energy, then their partner will kind of match that and can often be quite dominant, yeah, and or in, vice versa. And in fact, person, we, we find mm. that later on in, in some of the other, other goddess manifestations because mm. there's a certain duality in the... In well, there can be if it's done with a, in a positive way, like two people can come together and one can, you know, be, be the more commanding and the other yield to that. That's fine. They're still meeting as equals, but... Um, but, they're meeting, sort of, but, but they've got a contract, yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Expli explicit or not. Yeah. So when I say I keep stressing, like, you know, equality does not mean same, right? Two people meet as equals doesn't mean they have to be the same, right? 
having yep. mo- moving beyond the Amazon and ha- and where she has made her selection, she says, you know, this is a good match. Absolutely, it's now time to let go a little bit, and we meet. Ah, well, yes. Can I just say before we meet number three is that um, the Amazon goddess story in the book is about um, Xanthi the Thracian chief lieutenant in the army of Queen Penthesilia. And it's a story about how... That's mouthful. Yeah. She's an actual Amazon warrior and how she engages with her lover, right? So you really get a sense through that of of that whole engagement as equals, right? Mm. Yeah. And uh, yeah. It's quite an all, all of the stories of the goddesses are rather over the top. Um, but if so they're not over the top, you don't get the point. Yeah, it's to kind of get that real sense of um, of what what the, the fullness of this, just this goddess energy, you know, none of the other goddess energies. Yeah. Because in real life, people manifest multiple goddesses simultaneously. Yes, yes, yeah. And We're just trying to be very clear so that you say, well, yeah. this is this particular genre before we get into other sort of blended genres. Yes. So let's meet the next goddess. So the next one, yes. Yeah. So as we said, you know, the, the Amazon energy can be, you know, is a little bit sort of serious and, and firm and so forth. But so then we need to invoke the board. And right? she's jazz, I think. Oh, definitely, Jazz. So her expression is play. Yes. So the board um, is an old-fashioned term for like a party girl. The term boardy comes from from the board. So think yeah, those so- old English movies, Mole Flanders with the tight bodice and the boobs just about to submerge, yes. and and people in a tavern swilling, and everybody having a lovely time, and they're all, it's all a bit. <laughs> Well, in fact, that's what that's what our story is. It's actually Mole Malloy, proprietress of the Tinker's Cuss, and she talks like this and welcome, welcome, <laughs> and she's very saucy, <laughs> and she has a lot of fun, right? It's one of my favourite stories in the whole book, actually. Um, so, yeah, so she's about, look, let's just have fun. Let's not overthink things. Let's just kind of have a little bit of a whatever attitude and give it a go, right? That, because. That- yeah, and you don't get to that playfulness unless you feel safe, and that's what exactly. the Amazon did. The yes. lady, the lady, the lady let us feel safe in ourselves. Yes. The, and let's talk about the ourselves because as a man, I'm thinking also about the equivalent God, which we're not yes. going to talk about. But um, the gentleman, the, gen- <laughs> yes, yes. the gentleman. Mm. Um, I feel good in myself. Moving on to. I feel good about you and I feel safe with you, which is what Amazon really does. She establishes safety and boundaries. Mm -hmm. It says, okay, within these safe boundaries, Mm. what the hell? Let's play. Let's play. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And and, and so many people don't have that in their sexuality. No. Or in life. They don't have a playful attitude. What's wrong with you? Yeah, well, even when I was interviewing this celebrity couple for 30 Nights of Nookie last week, you know, some of the um, Nookie activities were a little bit kind of um, out of their comfort zone, a little bit, you know, role play kind of thing. And they're like, ooh, 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 you know, didn't feel comfortable doing that. And they were just overthinking it. I said, look, let go and, and play with it. There was one that was about taking photographs of each other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, oh, no, we just felt really weird to take photographs of each other. When I started talking to them, it turns out that she loves to take photographs of him cooking because he's a really keen cook. And I'm like, well, you know, start there and work with that. And, you know, and she goes, oh, yeah, oh, that'd be fun. I get that, right? And you could just see her whole being lightening up when I sort of gave her permission to be free. But otherwise, she was just stuck in this whole sort of like, oh, I don't know what to do with that. I don't want to get it wrong. Oh, that doesn't feel right. And I'm like, put that aside and just kind of find a space within yourself to be able to play with this idea. I think that we, I think that's a really important point that mm. people need to understand, again, that yes. it's not just about sexuality. You can bring the board into other parts of your life, but if you have this idea of playfulness, which is a really yes. easy concept for people to get intellectually, it's mm. really hard for them to embody, that yep. you can start with, okay, you like taking photos? Well, you don't have to take naked photos that will find them because you're uh, 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 that's too confronting. Start mm. with, okay, I like taking photos of you cooking. I like it. That's sweet. That's cute. Yeah. It's nice. It's nurturing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Which, and I don't want to rush through this, but if we don't go through this quickly, we're going to run out of time. So mm. I think that bridges quite neatly because it's an easy under concept to get. So mm. let, let people sit with that. Mm. The nurturing, 
Yeah, well, I just want to say one more thing about the board too, and that's, you know, to be careful not to flip into the sucker by side of things. Sure. And that's this is about playfulness. This isn't about excess. This is not about like having crazy wild sex parties or anything like that. You know, it's yeah, just that's, about that's the, the out of control board shoot. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah, yeah. So we're just talking about, yeah, lightness. Yeah, lightness, way. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the next level. The mm. next, the next, now the first three are like your primary triad of, of goddesses, and then we get into two yes. pairs. So uh, the next four uh, uh, naturally lend themselves into pairs. So well, having established do. the boundaries mm. of self and other and the playfulness, we mm-hmm. are now freer to look at something maybe a little bit deeper, and that's about nurturing, which is what well, we're yes. talking about. Yes, yes, and it also lab- enables us to sort of start playing with difference as well, right, um, and and moving away from same-same. And there's an awful lot of same-same in our society at the moment, right? Um, whereas if we're looking at yin and yang, we're looking at leading and following, we're looking at, um, you know, com- receiving and giving. And this is what we start exploring a little bit in the next four goddesses, okay? So the first one is uh, the Madonna, right? And she's her her expression is about selflessness, right? And about nurturing. And I called her the Madonna uh, because this idea of nurturing and selflessness is a very strong part of the female psyche, particularly, you know, over the last few thousand years. That's just about all women were supposed to be, well, at least the good ones. Um, but also associated with that was this idea that, well, you know, the the mother, the Madonna is not a sexual. Yeah, she's not a sexual being. So I deliberately called this one the Madonna because I believe that this element of a woman's sexuality, and a man's, but we're focusing on women, on, of a woman's sexuality is just beautiful. It's deep, it's loving, it's nurturing. and It's nourishing. It's nourishing. You know, it, it's a so what you're doing is you're giving, it's kind of you're giving it to your partner, but not as a sex slave, right? Um, as a gift, you're offering. It's a gift and it's an empowering thing and it's something that your partner welcomes and, and it nurtures him and, it, and it's healing as well. So in this particular, for the, the goddess story for this one, we actually use um, a priestess of Ashtate from you know, ancient times who is, is a healer as well as a priestess and she uses sexual energy to heal people. Right, and there's a really, really beautiful story about a man who's come back from war, and how she nurtures him and heals him, and incorporates sexuality, sexual energy. She doesn't actually have sex with him, although she does, you know, touch his genitals and stuff. And it's beautiful, and it gives you a sense of how sexual energy and sexuality can be really beautiful. And it's nurturing. actually my favourite story. In the ah, okay, yeah. yeah. It's a lovely story and the three modern women, their stories too, are about how when their partners are, are needy of nurturing and, and really beautiful love and tenderness, how they can be sexual with their partners in that space. Mm. And what happens when she goes off? Um, well, part of it is people, uh, if people think that um, obligation or duty, right, mm. Um, that that's not empowering to the woman at all. And we have to be really careful with this because, as I said, this has been such a sort of strong part of, of supposed femininity um, that a lot of women kind of feel comes kind of naturally but at the same time they reject it as well because um, it's seen as being weak or so forth. So it's got to be very, very equal. And that's where the that Amazon comes in. So you have to check that your partner is worthy of you expressing this beautiful love and nurturing and tenderness with him. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, that, that's that, And it's a very easy th- thing for women to do. The next one's a bit more of a challenge for women. Um, yes. I was, I've actually been really surprised um, that this has been so hard because it's actually the one I find the easiest. And she's the probably sub- why, why I do the work that I do. Yes. yes, because you're trying to get a lot of the work that you're, that you're on about is trying to get women in touch and men as well with yes. the seductress, the seductor. Yes, yes. Tell us and about the seductress. And yes. we probably will have to split this a little bit because we'll go to a break and let people think about the seductress. She's not an easy one for a lot of women. Why? Because she knows what she wants and is able to express it, right, in an enticing way. So the seductress is all about allure, okay? It's about drawing the man in 
and about letting him know what you want. It's like, well, this is what I want and I'm asking for this and you want to provide it for me. As we've discussed in other programs, men are mm. hardwired to get off on women's pleasure. Yes, and they're desperate to actually know what she wants. But so many women either don't know what they want or don't feel comfortable expressing what they want. So the man doesn't know what to give them. So people find yes. that end up having encounters that are less than satisfactory because mm. the woman has not invoked the seductress. And she does, and, and I think a really important point about the seductress is that she knows what she wants. She knows how to ask for it, but she knows how to ask for it in an enticing way. That's the key. Yes. That she yes. knows a way of asking for something while making it very sexy. Well, yes. It's not just, oh, touch me here, oh, press me here, yeah. oh, yes. do this, do that. It's, it's right. like, okay, now. Yes. Now. So, would you run me a bath and then I might get in the mood? <laughs> yeah. And in yeah, fact, stories in the, in the book show you how the, 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 the seductress shows up. Well, yeah, so the story that I've used to personify the goddess herself is actually um, one of those film star-type vamps from the 1930s and, like, everything she touches turns, turns sensual. Um, one of the things I love about the, the seductress energy is that it's, it's not sordid or sleazy or harsh or anything like that, so it also enables a woman to get, touch, get in touch with, um, you know, how her, her sexuality can be, you know, really sensual and very, you know, it's very yin in that sense that... Um, the seductress is an invitation to sensuality. Invitation, yes, yes, it's enticement. But it's oh. yeah, mm. and and yet it's if 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 women get nothing else out of the book than yep. the, a bit more of the seductress, it's probably mm. a very very good investment. Well, yes, because it's so yeah. important. And as I said, I've been surprised how. So many women find this the hardest one and they often come back with, oh, but that seems manipulative or, oh, I couldn't possibly do that or I don't have the confidence. Or, Which is so ironic because asking for what you want is the mm. least manipulative thing that you can do. Well, absolutely. And I always find it interesting in my your workshops and retreats when I get people, whether it's women only or couples, where I get them um, doing some really lovely exercises where they they ask for what they want. You know, and it can be as simple as, as telling someone how they want their hair brushed, right? Um, the women kind of go, oh, oh, I get it, I get it. And it's actually really quite simple. And we'll let people <laughs> think about that and sit with that while we go to a break. You are listening to The Tantric Lounge with Jacqueline Hillier. Call into the program toll-free in North America at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send us an email to questions at thetantriclounge.com. Now, let's get back to The Tantric Lounge. Jacqueline, 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 it's time to meet yes. the last two of our mm. goddesses. Yes. And the first one is the maestra. The maestra, now yes. If this, now, if the lady is about being who you are and the Amazon mm. is about setting boundaries and selecting, the board yes. is about being playful, the Madonna mm -hmm. is about nurturing and caring, the mm -hmm. seductress is about getting what you want in a really nice way. Alluring. Alluring yes. way. Yes. What's the maestra? What does she do? What does she uh, embody? Yeah, so the maestra is about virtuosity and through that, therefore, command. Okay, so she's the most yang, shall we say, of all of the goddesses because she's commanding and she's leading. And probably the second most challenging after the seductress, I would imagine, for many, for many women. Well, look, it can be, but some women actually fall into this one because they find it safer. So they're uh -huh. not actually doing it necessarily from an empowered place. It's uh -huh. just like if I make sure I'm in command and in control, then um, I can feel safe because I know is, what's going on. Which is why the maestra can very easily flip mm. into a, a rather nasty control freak succubus. Well, it can. And look, sometimes it's not even nasty. Sometimes it's just a self-protective thing, right. which means she's not actually being free to be truly expressive. But that's because she's not feeling safe because she yes. hasn't because she hasn't invoked the Amazon. The earlier ones. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, so absolutely. this is a really important point about the goddesses. Mm. Even, even though you can invoke them in any order you like, if, you, if you're new to them and you mm. need to explore these various aspects, doing mm. them in the order in which you find them in the book helps yes. establish a firm foundation mm. for being able to explore the mm. later ones with more freedom. So the maestra mm. is about virtuosity. Yes, and it has to be about an empowered virtuosity. So it's kind of like... I know what when, I'm doing. Yeah, it's like you're, you're a musician and your partner is an instrument. What kind of beautiful music can you make with your partner's body, you know? Um, and your partner in this one, if we're looking at, at sort of the, the classic full yangness of this, will have to be very yin and be very, very receptive. So it's very much you're doing things to your partner, and right. he will have to, if or we're she, talking about yes. a he, he or yes. she, yeah. will have to yield. Yes, yes. So we'll get to that one in a moment. So, you know, just like, um, the, you know, all the courtesans and the geisha and stuff of old were very skilled in the art of sex. Um, this is what we're talking and it's about like, oh, wow, I can do a pretty good head job, you know. I, I feel good that and I'm getting off on the pleasure that I'm giving my partner, mm. Yeah. So it is quite a powerful role to be in. And in this role, a lot of the pleasure you get is actually the pleasure of power and the pleasure of command and the pleasure of skill. Yes, right? but, but it but it's comes from a great sense of confidence because you yes. have already explored so much that you know mm. what you're doing. Yes. So this yes. is not something for beginners. No, no. And, and also too, you know, just to be careful not that you're not flipping into a sucker by is that, you know, I see a lot of women these days, particularly younger ones who – think that they have to act like, you know, the courtesan. They have to act like the porn star. They have to act um, like Madame Leather and... and yeah, the and yeah. That's and, not, the goddesses are not act. about an act. The no. goddess is about bringing this within you from yes. a sense of confidence. Yes, yes. And, you know, a lot, a lot of what I also do in, like, my workshops and retreats and so forth, and shortly with my online programs that I'm releasing, um, is to, yeah, give women information about how they can become more technically skillful. But then it's only as a way of expression, right? Too many other sex educators kind of start at this point. They're like, okay, look, this is, this is how you play with a penis, right? Which is crazy until you've done all the other work. Well, yeah, exactly, until you can feel yourself and you can relate to your partner and then you're kind of like, okay, now I can put some, use my skills and so forth. But they're almost not like skills because it just becomes a natural expression. You know, you're not sort of holding your partner's penis and thinking, oh, what should I do now? How should I do this? Oh, if I do it like this, he's going to like it. It's kind of like, oh, I'm just in this gorgeous space and here's his penis and, and it's just kind of I'm just doing these beautiful things to it, hmm. yeah? Now, um, now he's loving it and I'm loving the fact that he's loving it, you know, like, whoa, <laughs> and I the woman. And mm. so, and so, and this naturally brings us to the final goddess, um, yes. the earth gypsy. Oh, I didn't say well, who who the um, who the story is of the oh, no, maestra. Talk, talk, talk about it. Okay, quickly. Yes, yes, because I like that one. She's actually a professional dominatrix, a pro dom. Mm. So again, you know, this is kind of the ultimate extreme of of the maestra, where she um, completely controls her partner. But oh my god, the way she does it, it's just kind of like, oh wow, go woman, that's lovely. And he is really enjoying it. Mm. And there is a real sense of respect and equality. That's the other thing we didn't mention about the maestra. It's very very respectful because you're in charge. You have to keep them safe. You have to be very respectful. Yes, yeah? but the maestro is about holding the space. Holding the space, absolutely. Yes. Which leads so. us to the complete flip side, the yes. positive flip side of the yes. maestro. Who the compliment. The compliment, the, the earth yes. gypsy. And she is totally about yielding. Yielding, yes. So this is the most Merging. yin space that you can go into, mm. right? And this is why it's the last one because you only do this if everything else is good, you know, like if, you've, if you're very much feeling you know, safe and connected and, you know, you've explored all of these things, then you can surrender, right? So, yes, you're sur surrendering to your partner, but it goes further than that. And this is kind of like high tantra where you're actually, it's like you're surrendering to, to life, to existence, to nature, to sensuality. It's just a complete letting go. And mm. for that, there has to be tremendous trust, not yes. only in the, your partner, but in yourself, which is yes. why, again, we go back to this, the lady has to establish, I'm okay within myself. The mm. Amazon has established the boundaries of the encounter. The board yes. says, I will be free and yes. playful here. Yes. The Madonna says, I will allow that nurturing and nourishing mm. part to nourish both myself and my partner. And yes, there's back deep love forth. here. Yes, there's mm. deep love here. Mm. That the, the Madonna is very much about that love. The mm. 
seductress mm. allows the woman to ask for what she wants in an alluring yes. and wonderfully yes. sexy way yes. that will turn the, her partner on. Mm -hmm. The maestra can then take control of the situation and say, mm, mm -hmm. okay, fine, let me move into a place where I am flipping that to so that I can be, so that create a, a space of pleasure and hold that space, mm -hmm. safe space for my partner. And the earth gypsy, gypsy comes in at the end of this all and says, you know what, now I've done all that, I can <laughs> completely let go into yes. this experience. And again, yes. I think it's I think it's something else that you, what's different about your work is that mm. so many people want to get you to the earth gypsy and they just uh, first off and say, oh, just yield, just go yield mm. to the experience, but you can't mm. possibly yield until you've done all the other stuff first. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And otherwise it sort of flips into some kind of really weird succubi-like, you know, the um, – um, you know, the, the crazy new age airhead sort of thing who thinks that she's like, oh, so, you know, yin and yielding and stuff, but there's nothing solid and grounded there. Um, I think that this is the ultimate personally. Um, and so many women I talk to have no concept of this earth gypsy, you know, this complete yielding, but they would love to go there. Right. But, oh, again, they have to. They have to do the groundwork first. Yeah, and there's also for a lot of modern women too, because for so long we had this dysfunctional, weak femininity where, um, you know, you you had no choice but the the masculine was dominant. For some women, the sense, the thought of letting go in this way, they feel is kind of weak. Yes, it's well, also threatening. yeah, and that it's giving up power to your partner. Um, but I say no, that if you're doing it from a very equal space, right, then it's an incredibly powerful experience to be able to, to let go. And the places you can go, this is where you get the really amazing um, like energetic flows and, you know, it's this space that I go into to even have accessed this knowledge about the goddesses, yeah, until you can completely open yourself up. And you can do this in private practices or with a partner. But it was only, and in fact, some of these first started coming to me when I was doing um, some work, <laughs> it's not work, um, doing some tantric connection with a very powerful tantric um, master, I suppose. Not, he wasn't mine. We were, we were equals. We were lovers. Um, but him being able to hold a space for me to let go to, to the extent that all these different energies would flow through me. And how does the Earth Gypsy show up in the book? Ah, yes, she's, um, the story is Laurel Dryad of Bacchus. So in this case, um, she's a dryad, so she's like an earth spirit and, and they're all dancing and playing and having a beautiful sort of celebration of spring and she lets go to the music and she's letting go to nature and she's letting go to beautiful lovemaking with her partner. She just lets him take her places. Um, and, again, it's just this kind of really awesome sense of letting go um it's a kind of experience a lot of people take drugs to get but you don't need to take drugs to get yes there. that's that's another thing if you can get the goddesses online you don't mm. need drugs no god no no drugs are just sort of an artificial version of it it's not quite right mm. just quickly because we don't have much time now that we've met yes. them all what's mm. the easiest what what's what are the recommendations? Obviously, read the book to get a... Definitely a, read the book. And so people, um, you know, just go to my website and go to the shop and the Seven Sex Goddesses book. It's only available on my website at the moment in digital form. It's quite exclusive. There's also, um, you've recorded some, the stories for people who want to listen. I haven't recorded the stories. No, I've recorded the embodiments. Ah, the embodiments. Yes. Yeah, so for each goddess and for the uber goddess, the, all, the whole goddess, um, I, I have um, developed a, an embodiment exercise, which is based on the multiple brain concept, which I've covered in earlier, earlier, um, an earlier episode, right back at the beginning, actually. I think we did the sex brain. Um, but, yeah, so I find it a really powerful approach um, where you – access all of your different brains in your body to fully embody the energy of each goddess. And you can download those for free. Those, they're, yeah, they're once, you've bought, audio pre once you've bought yeah, the book, you can... Once you've bought the book, yeah. And I find that really powerful. So you might want to focus on a particular goddess. There's some other ideas in the book too about how you can sort of visualize her and step into her. You might find that different types of props make you feel 
differently. Um, you can sort of role play it a little bit until you become yeah. It's a sort of fake it till you make it. Fake it till the, you the, make it. The approach, yeah. Yeah, and certainly one of the reasons why I wrote all of those um, little erotic stories of our three modern characters. Um, who all know each other and so they sort of interact in the stories as well. It's it's kind of, I'm really proud of this book, I have to say. I just think it's really clever and um, thank you, Xavier, for being so much a part of getting it out of my brain and being able to put it down in this form. So certainly, listener, Xavier's been a major part of this book coming to um, to fruition. And it's all been for you, listeners. It's all been well, for, yes. for, for, for you because we know this stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what, we're, what we're trying to emphasise here is that it's, it is for you. I, we're not doing it for ourselves. You, the, the ultimate point of all of this is, uh, we only just touched on it, I just want to emphasise it right at the end of the program. Mm. Once, you have emph- once you've looked at these different goddesses, these different aspects of mm. these different genres, if you would go back to the musical analogy, at the end of this all, you get to invoke the goddess in full. And yes. she's like invoking music. <laughs> she is, if the others are like jazz or mm. classical or lounge music or whatever they might be to you, at the end of it, you're invoking the music of sexuality, the music of life force, yes. the music of being, the music of sexual expression. Expression. Yeah. If yes. you, that, this, this is going to turn you into a musical musician. This is going to turn you into a musician. <laughs> sexual musician. <laughs> a sexual musician. This yeah. Somebody who has, and the great thing is, is that the music is inside you. All well, we've is. done in the book is created a, an invocation, if you like. It's a long spell. It's like a six, an 80,000 word spell. We hope mm-hmm. that it's a transformative experience for you so that you, at the end of reading it and after listening to Jacqueline's um, audio ha- helps and all of the other stuff that, and maybe even listening to this program, you'll get an idea of how far you can go and how far you can take yourself to bring out mm. stuff that's always been inside you. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's all there. And any woman who feels sexually confident and, you know, powerful and, you know, owns a sexuality and, and sees it as this beautiful thing um, that, that's there to, to express and to play with and to be creative with and the, she's, in, she's got the goddesses within her and she's tapping into them, right? And that's why I'm so excited about ta- bringing this to the world now and it's, you know, this has been six years in the making. You know, it's been pretty thoroughly sort of researched and developed. And I just love, like, I work with the goddess concepts in my retreats. Um, I work with it with clients uh, if it seems appropriate. And the feedback that I've been getting is is just wonderful. Um, one thing that women often say to me is it gives them a language to be able to talk about their sexuality because we don't really have a language of sexuality in and our society. And we all know that women love to talk. In fact, it's not, and I don't mean that in a patronising way. I just say, mm. I just understand that women, they they create their lives through the stories they tell each other. And mm-hmm. another way of looking at the Goddess book is that these are stories of women. They're created stories, but they come from Jacqueline's practice and her experiences. Mm. So it's really, really a way that women can use their natural propensity to tell stories to each other and yeah. to themselves about yes. and how, and then expressing that to each other so that they can further invoke greater and greater energies. We have to go. Oh, do we? Well, we it's been do. fabulous. So people go to my website, www.jacquelinehellier.com forward slash shop, and then you'll find the seven sex goddesses, or you can go to the tantriclounge.com. It's the same link. Um and, and purchase the book. And, guys, purchase it for yourself too. It will give you insights into women and, and womanliness, femininity, and it might help you relate to your partner better. So it's good for, for women and men. And there's a little addendum about the seven sex gods, just a little bit there, just a bit of a tantalizer. And then next week on the Tantric Lounge, um, we're talking, we're going to tie each other up. Yes, getting, getting all tied up in Japanese bondage. Yes, yes, we've got a shibari master coming along. He's really cool and there's going to be lots of photos online as well so you can actually see what's happening as well. So that's going to be really exciting. Till next time. Till next time, farewell and uh, go buy the book. Happy reading. 